You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. Our subject is natural organic reduction. Two questions. Do you compost? We compost at home. In fact, my son has a compost pile uh, that is so wild and so large that we have a camera in it. Just to keep track of all the, the critters coming and going in our compost pile. Question number one is, do you compost? Question number two is, would you like to be composted? Anna Swenson is the outreach manager for Recompose, based in Seattle, and joining me now. Anna, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So what is Recompose? Recompose is a licensed funeral home based here in Seattle. We are the first full-service funeral home in the world to offer a service called Natural Organic Reduction, as you mentioned, which is the gentle transformation of human remains into soil. It is also sometimes informally called human composting. So I'm, I'm very eager to learn about this. You, you may win my business because I, I think I'm headed, hopefully many years from now, in a cremation direction. I say mm-hmm. this with no disrespect to the buried, including members of my own family and former good close friends. The cemeteries, man, I just, they take up a lot of space. And environmentally, I think we could do, be, be doing a much better job. So what does this process consist of? Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I think a lot of people, including our founder, Katrina Spade, have had your same line of thinking where people are pretty aware by now that cemeteries have a big impact on the environment. And actually, interestingly enough, I didn't know before I got this job, the environmental impact of conventional burial and cremation is about the same. And that's because the fossil gas required to create the heat of over a thousand degrees uses a lot of usually propane um, in a crematory setting. So that's one reason that natural organic reduction is a great option for folks who find this meaningful. And how it works is each body is placed in a stainless steel vessel that we designed. They're about four feet high and 10 feet long. Each body is placed in the vessel with wood chips, alfalfa, and straw. And it's the microbes that naturally occur on that plant material, as well as on and in our bodies that create the heat that transforms the body into soil. The heat is over 131 degrees Fahrenheit. The law requires it to stay there for at least 72 consecutive hours. 
and then over the course of 30 days, the heat transforms all the material in the body, bones and teeth, pharmaceuticals, any chemotherapy that might remain in the body. At the end of the process, it's just a dark, rich soil that looks like the soil amendment or compost that you would get at a garden store. And that soil can be used on trees and plants. The rules are the same as for cremated remains. You just need to have permission of the landowner. And we also have a conservation forest here in Washington that folks can donate their soil to if they choose. Holy smokes. So ashes to ashes in 30 days. Right. So that 30 days is when the transformation into soil takes place. There is another two weeks of testing and what we call curing, where we make sure that the soil is safe to go back to the family. So between the time that we receive a body and when it goes back to the family is between six and eight weeks. Your reference to the word heat. Let's just make this clear. This is this is a completely organic process, right? By virtue of I think you said wood chips and alfalfa and straw. It it does this itself. The process runs itself because what of the containment as well as those elements? Yeah, that's thank you for drawing attention to that. It is a there's no applied heat. The heat is created by the microbes that naturally occur on our bodies that are on us right now. So it's that heat. I'm sure in your son's compost pile, there's some heat created in there. It's the same process. It's a managed biological process. People sometimes say, wouldn't this happen on the forest floor anyway? And that's what inspired this process. It would, it would just take a lot longer. The reason that it takes 30 days in our process is because we ensure that there's the right amount of oxygen, there's the right amount of moisture, there's also airflow going through the vessel. So it is both the design and the high monitoring that makes sure that it's that fast, but it's really the microbes doing all the work. Is it like conventional cremation insofar as at the end of the process, the family shows up and they're provided an an urn of some kind and away go the remains? Yeah, it is similar in that families can take the soil home if they choose. Um, The soil created at the end of the process is about a cubic yard of soil. So it's quite Mm. a bit of soil. That's because of the amount of, we put about three cubic yards of plant material in with the body at the beginning of the process so that there's enough fuel for the microbes to complete the process. Most families, um, we give them a 64 ounce container that looks similar to an urn. It's in a little box and then they can use that for scattering on their own garden. But so far we've seen about half of families do want to take home the entire cubic yard of soil. It fills up about a pickup truck. So we've had families come with a trailer. Yeah. That's a lot of soil. Yeah. So if folks have land or, you know, it actually, if you have a garden uh, with trees or, you know, a, a an area around your house, it, it goes pretty quickly from what I understand from people who are into, you know, land things. But if you live in an apartment like me, then you can have that little container of soil and use it on, um, you know, a hiking trail or here in Washington, you can put them in navigable waterways. So you can use it very similarly as you would ashes at a beloved place. And it looks just like soil. So no one Anna, that was know. that was my next question. If I saw two beds of pickup trucks, one with recompose end product and one mm-hmm. with just soil as we're accustomed to it, would I be able to tell the difference between the two? And I think your answer is not. Yep, it looks just like specifically soil amendment. So if you're at a garden store, you do need to add, you know, you you don't want to just plunk a tree into the soil because it's very nutrient rich. It's more like compost. But as long as you mix it with um, just like you would other compost, then you couldn't tell the difference. It looks just like soil.
Are you the only game in town? I think you, you said you're the first in the world. Do you have competitors that are doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. We are the first full-service funeral home. Uh, there are a couple of other folks here in Washington that are getting into the game, but we are the first and the best, in my opinion. <laughs> so I'm looking at a photograph in the Seattle Times. This is like mm-hmm. some, some, some sci-fi stuff of, of, of what, what do you call it, the vessel? Right. So those um, what Michael's looking at is it looks a bit like a honeycomb. There are 10 of the vessels that I described and they sit in a honeycomb shaped frame. So it looks a bit like a small honeycomb. We call that the vessel array, the set of all of the vessels. And that is down at our first location in Kent, Washington, which we call the greenhouse. So you have a maximum a maximum capacity of 10. Yeah, you're looking at that picture of 10, and we just added six more last month. So now we're up to a monthly capacity of 16 bodies. And and how many are in residence as we speak? We've been full since we opened. So there are 16 there now at various stages of the process. And now we have completed the process for about 40 bodies, and we have uh, about 10, I think, still in progress. So it's it's been exciting. We opened in December and the day we opened, we were already full. So it's been great to see folks being interested in this process. Anna, uh, there's been some blowback from some religious groups. Can you speak to that? Sure. So as we've been legalizing this process in various states, it's legal in three states now, Washington, Colorado, and Oregon, we have had opposition from the Catholic Conference. And there are basic opposition from what I understand is that they're not convinced this is sufficiently respectful for a person who has died. And also they're concerned that the soil might not be able to go to a Catholic cemetery. And to that, our response is this is just one choice. We fully respect the choice of folks who want to go through conventional burial or cremation. And also I'm hopeful that in the future, maybe a Catholic cemetery would accept soil. So um, it's absolutely just a choice. I'm looking at the Washington Post from July 12. Washington, Colorado and Oregon are now Mm -hmm. among the U.S. states that have legalized the process of converting human bodies into soil a procedure the Catholic Church said fails to show, quote, respect for the body of the deceased. Meanwhile, California and New York are seeking to be next in line to allow human composting. The process for composting a body was introduced by your company, the Seattle-based company Recompose, which is now open for business after the state of Washington legalized the process in 2019. And then there's more information that I'll I'll put in my social media. Um, Was this the... uh, Was this the subject of partisan divide? Did this become yet another red state, blue state, Republican, Democratic type issue? Or was there, you know, unanimity among folks that what you were doing should be legal? Mm -hmm. Great question. We're lucky that this has turned out to be a fairly bipartisan issue. We saw this particularly in Colorado. The reason for that is both sides of the aisle are interested in consumer choice. That was one thing, you know, the the environmental impact of this for each person who chooses natural organic reduction over conventional burial or cremation, one metric ton of carbon dioxide is safe from entering the environment. So 
folks who are interested in the environment get that really quickly. But for folks who aren't as committed to the environment, what resonates with them about this is giving people the right to choose. And now Washington and Colorado have the longest list of choices for what happens to your body when you die. In those states, you can undergo burial, cremation, our process, and there's also one other called alkaline hydrolysis, also called water cremation. So that consumer choice aspect is what Ooh, keeps. Wait, this I'm, I'm afraid to ask. Issue. What is what is water cremation? <laughs> so water cremation is a process. I don't, where the I don't body want that. Is... I can tell already. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's not maybe as bad as it sounds. It uses um, alkali, like a it's a chemical that's used in soap, as well as heat to reduce the body into the bones, the sandy material. It's also environmentally friendly, so it's good for some folks. It also only takes 18 hours as opposed to mm. a month and a half. So there are benefits to alkaline hydrolysis, but that's the great thing about all of this is that it's all a choice and folks should have as many choices as they want. I'm for that. Anna, I buried the lead. What is the cost at Recompose? Great question. So for context, the average price of a funeral with a cremation in the U.S. is about $7,000. If you do a conventional burial where you need to buy a plot and a casket, it's easily over $10,000. With all that in mind, Recompose costs $5,500. That includes the transformation into soil, the opportunity to keep or donate that soil, a ceremony facilitated by our staff. They're virtual right now, but when we get our next facility built, there'll be the opportunity for in-person. It also includes all of the death certificate and everything you would need at the end of life, as well as hands-on care by our funeral staff. So our okay, but there's the but there's no but there's no room there's no room at the inn right now. So so right. for how long can you do you hold a body before they can go in before it can go in a vessel? Mm -hmm. Right now, our wait time between the time that we receive a body and put it in a vessel is about three weeks. And we do have cooled storage where it's safe for the body. I see. Of course, we would rather it be zero weeks. And that's right. why we've just added the six vessels and we're working to scale. We're hoping to open a vessel or a facility here in Seattle that has about 50 vessels. We're hoping to open right. that in the first half of 2022. So it's great that so many folks are interested in this and we're working to scale ahead of demand. And finally, a personal question. Are there franchise opportunities available in Pennsylvania? <laughs> you know, it's something that we're working on and we get emails all the time. The first step is to legalize the process. So in the next legislative session, we're already talking to several states about what it would look like to legalize this there. And we're lucky that um, I just talked to some folks in Massachusetts where it was a process of someone emailed me and said, I want this. I said, email your state representative. They did. And the state representative got in touch with us. So holy smokes. Great to see. I know that's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> Anna, that was terrific. What a what a great uh, primer you've just given us on this subject. I wish you good things at, at Recompose, and thank you for your willingness to come by and, and discuss this. Thank you. Thanks so much for the interest. You got it. Uh, Recompose, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think, TC? Okay, first of all, I think Anna is a fantastic <laughs> spokeswoman I for Recompose. Too. I, I feel soothed. Yeah. I feel very um, even, respectable. Like she, she just is exactly who you want to talk to at end of life. So that was my first thing. Bravo to Anna, and I, I'm fascinated by it. Me too. I'm absolutely fascinated I like, by it. I like these disruptive market forces like Airbnb, like 
Uber that come along and completely change the way we think about something that's a routine part of our life. And I could see the burial industry being completely upset by this process. Well, it's just, it just it, makes so much total sense. Fascinating. And and I, I, like you, would be for cremation and then scattering the ashes. Well, why not, you know, scatter the soil? A you pickup know, truck of soil for my garden. That was shocking to me. For my garden. For your garden. Yeah. You couldn't would you, move. Would you be, then you could would, never move. Would you be cool if you had a relative? Well, we, we had somebody uh, who lived at our house who wanted to come spread their ashes in the backyard. Did you say yes? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I would have too. Yeah. In fact, could you spread them in the garden? There you go. Do you think that, let's say, you hypothetically pass on, but you have do- a, a dog in the family who, who outlives you, and you spread that in the garden, is he going to smell you and know that you're still around or think that you're still around? In other words, it's my remains that are spread in the mm-hmm. garden. Yep. And is he going to smell your no. remains? You don't think so? I don't know. You remember, no. You remember, I, think I, think yes. I think it's sterile. Mm. You remember when uh, when Bush 41 passed and he had the Labrador who just sat there at the casket? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. Maybe. I think if you have like a bloodhound, something with a great sense of smell, they're going to know that, uh, that that daddy's still home. And that would be very, very what cool. A, what a pleasant conversation this has turned into. I love it. Isn't it? It's so dignified the way we're discussing this matter. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.